what is the mission for us? We need to create beauty. It's war. We are creating images of spiritual warfare. But we have to tell the story which has been silent. It's been silent too long. And it's our job to reawaken the sleeping church. Dear friends, in this special episode of The Myth Pilgrim, you may be wondering why a Catholic podcast about myths and fairy tales is featuring an artist. Well, hopefully by the end of this episode, this will be answered. But for now, consider that beautiful art, like the stories we feature on this podcast, are timeless and speak to us on many levels aside from the head. Furthermore, the church once yielded both story and art to communicate her message, which is something in urgent need of recovery today, and hence I was inspired to record this episode. You're listening to The Myth Pilgrim, and I am Brother Lawrence of the Missionaries of God's Love. At its heart, the spiritual journey is a delightful and perilous adventure, just like the myths and fairy tales we love. This podcast is also a journey, learning from both wizards and saints, enchanted princesses and inner demons. Together, we'll discover how the great symbols of myth and fairy tale can guide us on our journey to God. Okay, so here we are. I am sitting in a Dominican monastery of all places. I don't think I've recorded a Myth Pilgrim episode in a monastery before. Um, sitting with a man named Damien Walker. I have had the privilege of just having coffee with him and just chatting and experiencing an explosion of inspiration and faith about life and God and how he works. But to the listeners, we don't know who you are, Damien. Do you want to give us a bit of an intro <laughs> to who you are and what you're doing here in Australia? <laughs> So, my name is Damon Walker. Thank you so much for the interview, Lawrence. So, I am an artist, art restorer, and Catholic traveller <laughs> of sorts. So, um, the studio I am from, the studio of St. Philomena, we're based in Christchurch, New Zealand. So, we are born from the rubble of the quakes, and from there on, for the last 10 years, we've been fully, re- 12 years, uh, fully restoring sculptures and bring life to sacred artworks mm. in a nutshell and then so somehow that has brought you to the shores of australia what are you doing here so i'm currently working for the dominicans um a very good friend of mine father paul rouse has brought me over to do some artwork here so there's a couple of statues in the beautiful parish of saint dominic's that have needed some tlc and some love so from there on we have been fully restoring these statues yeah mm-hmm. As Catholics, we have had a particular, I guess, a history of being able to communicate theology through the physical, through beauty, through sculpture, um, you know, through the way the, the architecture of churches. It strikes me as, like, is it something we've lost in the Catholic culture today, or is it something just needs a bit of recatechizing? Like, have we lost the sense of beauty, the, the power of beauty to tell story and theology? We have definitely lost it. So when they enter into the, the church, you know, it should, it's the beauty that wounds. You know, it's like when we encounter a beautiful woman. Um, or for the female listeners out there, if they see someone <laughs> very handsome. <laughs> but I'm coming from, you know, when we see the, the bride, you know, a beautiful bride. First of all, the encounter is, it's that breath moment that, oh, who is she? 
and then we start the romancing you know what is she you know what is this person what is this that I've encountered and then where is she from and you meet the family and you gauge and you you really learn about this person you fall in love with this person and also the family and everything that we represent then we can as Catholics transfer that to sacred art in a beautiful building when we walk into a beautiful building the lights coming through it's that what is this we hear the sound of the music the sacred music lifts us up when we engage with that piece of art when we see beautiful artwork it is the encounter with the beautiful so what is that so it's that breath moment it's that what is that and then why what is this you know what are we encountering and it's the beauty of the piece we engage the artwork will engage you and you lead you into meditation or just a contemplation and then where is this coming from and that Artwork should lead us, or the building, or even the piece of music as art. I'm talking about art as in all generic fields, even as podcasts. Um, But it's a way of, where is this coming from? And it's the truth that Christ used through the artist's intention, the love, that is portrayed beautifully, using as instrument to communicate, you know, the message. You know, like, God, you know, at verbum cardum factum est, the word became flesh in Christ himself, became flesh and and through you know matter he became flesh and so as artists we are you know communicating in a way and expressing like god you know to use take the stuff of the earth and bring beauty and glorify so yeah Mm. it strikes me what you're saying uh, i think it was c.s lewis he talks about um beauty um, is able to um, bypass the watchful guardians of the rational the intellect and pierce straight to the soul so the idea is, um, um, for in terms of evangelization and talking about the gospel, because there's so much blockage with the rational arguments for the faith or the defense of the faith, but yet beauty kind of bypasses that rational dimension, in a, not in a bad way, in a good way, and just speaks to the soul, elevates and kind of draws the soul towards beauty itself, God himself in all his perfection. Um, I wonder whether there's something about the importance of beauty for the mission of the church today to evangelize. I think now is the most important time. I definitely think now is the time for beauty because there was a study done recently in America and they said, um, this is going to be a a paraphrase of the quote, but you can look it up to get the exact quote, but um, that uh, they did a survey uh, in one of the Protestant churches and that more people converted by an encounter with the beautiful and it was far more effective than a youth group, um, a minister praise and worship, or a cam- campus co- college. Um, the effectiveness of just encountering the beautiful was a weapon. It was the number one leading cause to spark the thirst, the truth inside someone's heart. Wow. And they used wow. that, you know, so encountering a beautiful building um, or a beautiful artwork yeah. was the moment that, you know, it created that, mm. the thirst inside them. There was a, um, the Missionaries of God's were part of a, a sort of an ecumenical charismatic conference just talking about evangelization in, in the modern world um, and what the Spirit was inviting. And the ultimate conclusion um, across all the different Christian denominations, including obviously the Catholic Church, was the artists will lead the new evangelization, which was quite profound because that's something, 
you know, it's been spoken by Pope Benedict and, and maybe John Paul II as well, kind of within the Catholic circles, but the fact that our Protestant brothers and sisters are also seeing the value of art and beauty, you know, in, in a time where the church is mute, not maybe literally sometimes, but in some ways quite literally in terms mm. of um, the way, the, you know, what we can say and can't say, but beauty can, can pierce that. Yeah, and really, and really, um, as your that study did already show, which is, I just think it's mind-boggling. It's fascinating. Um, a little bit earlier, you were sharing very passionately about probably your latest um, sort of um, art piece, which was very, very significant for New Zealand, for your home country. Do you want to share with your listeners um, what you've been um, privileged and, and commissioned in some ways to do and, and you know some of the story behind that? So back in 2020, um, I collaborated with um, a friend of mine, Anthony Kemp, who is Māori. So he is the people of land, so the Māori people of New Zealand, the native people. So he's of uh, Māori background um, and his great-great-grandfather made the Māori king. So he was an amazing um, advisor. So Anthony and I collaborated on creating um, Te Araha Maria. Uh, there's a, a Holy Mary Mother of God is actually the, the English translation. My Te Reo is not good enough to pronounce the official um, language. But anyway, so f over a year, um, we worked alongside with the New Zealand bishops and we created um, the National Marian Portrait. So Our Lady of New Zealand uh, essentially is what it is. So it's a, a collaboration between uh, Bishop Bompali, who came to New Zealand, and the Māori people, the, um, the people of land, the Tangata Whenua, um, and as a, a, a merger between the two cultural aspects, so bringing together the cultural aspects and the spiritual aspect, and it's a fusional piece between the two, bringing together as one, showing um, not them and us, but both and. And dear listeners, I will leave um, a link on the website and on our show notes um, to Our Lady of New Zealand, so you can have a gander. Um, but the significance of the symbols um, that you've included and, and sort of the prophetic nature of, can you even talk about some of the symbols? Yeah, I mean, so there's a lot of different aspects. So for like, from a, an iconographic point, it's quite poignant because for this image, when you'll see the face, it's Our Lady eyeballs you, and that's very, very unusual in Marian art. She's always looking down in humility. But this specific image, she eyeballs you. From a cultural perspective, um, she's in a mode of karanga. So karanga is, uh, translates to call. So on the on a marae, um, which is the, the Māori meeting house and the, like the region where all the tribe will meet, um, each region has got a marae. Um, so when another tribe would come in to meet, they, they have a karanga or, and then a, a haka, like they would translate, it's a translation pretty much, so a woman comes in front and she does her call, so she karangas out. Essentially what she is saying is, are you going to bring war or are you going to bring peace to my people? So very confrontational. So her whole mode on the painting is she's in the, the stance of, are you going to bring peace or are you going to bring war to my my land so and her hand is in witty witty so in the culture the hand moves um up and down and it's like a vibration that shaking of the hand and that's literally leading so they're leading us on so she's holding the prong just another wee example like she's holding the prong uh the fern prong which represents perpetual movement but also it's the the, the prong of the 12 apostles to show that she's queen of the apostles so you know incorporating the two the two aspects 
but to show that she is, you know, bringing, uh, she's challenging us to accept the gospel and that in Christ is sent, she's got him sitting on her hand and he's wearing a feather cloak, they're both wearing feather cloaks, but he's wearing a kahu kiwi, which is the, the feather cloak of the kiwi bird, so it's the most kind of sacred bird of the country. So that in itself is a little, a little background of the whole, the whole piece. It's epic. There's, as you begin to um, explain and kind of um, even, even illuminate us with the, the cultural richness of the, the Māori people, I can't help thinking of Our Lady of Guadalupe and the significance she had for the Native Americans and also, the, I guess, the, the Spanish um, in, the, in, the, in the South Americas. And I know you've drawn some inspiration around uh, in terms of painting this New Zealand Mary from Our Lady of Guadalupe. I think, yeah, I drew definitely a strong line between Our Lady of Guadalupe. So another beautiful symbol is um, around her neck, she's got a green stone tiki. So tiki, um, you might see them, if you've been to New Zealand, or you'll see them, that sometimes you'll see this kind of green little tiki, it represents the unborn child. And if you think about us, we the children of God, where it's close to it, it's worn on her, the middle of her neck, hung by the arm. And that one was an infusion of about 10 different tikis from around the country into one. And, but for us, you know, that it represents the sacredness of life. The Māori understand that. And for us too, that, you know, we are the children of God. And with her call, we are then drawn to the heart of, close to her and the heart of Christ. And that with her, you know, we can take refuge under her kōrawai, under her cloak, close to her heart, that the mother can intercede for us, you know. Every, you know, from life until death, she is there. And, you know, a lot of us, a lot of, there's a lot of trials these days, especially, you know, with life in the womb to life and the end of life. But it shows that Our Lady understands us. She sees us where we are. And through our sufferings, we can encounter Christ and her love. If you're enjoying this episode of The Myth Pilgrim, do consider sharing it with your friends so that we can together encounter God veiled in our favourite tales. I'm always open to your feedback and ideas too, so always feel free to contact me on The Myth Pilgrim Facebook page or through the website at themythpilgrim.com. I thought I'd get your, um, your thoughts as an artist within the Catholic faith um, if there were any budding artists out there or, or, or um, you know, Catholics who are open to the creative expression of their faith, um, what would you say to them? Go out into the deep first and be not afraid. Throw open your doors to Christ like John Paul said. Throw open them up. Be bold in your decisions and don't be afraid to go for the beautiful. Aim for beauty first. Put it as your chart. Ask what Christ wants of you because he will demand a lot and be not afraid but don't don't go for less always aim for the highest it doesn't matter how sinful we are how challenged we are christ will use all of that and in, in, in the you know pope francis case the way of beauty we have always we have inherited the garden when adam was kicked out of the garden we have never forgot the beauty which christ has what we have lost. The artist always craves, we, we call out for the beauty of God. And our job is to create the beautiful. 
especially with the fine arts. I know there's a lot of things, but to go as beautiful as you can. There's a, a lot of challenges, especially with the art schools and that. It's distortion of beauty. And I think you need to stop distorting. And this sounds very radical, and I'm gonna sound radical, but put beauty first. Actually, when God became very clear, the gospel message is simple, it's clear, but it's so rich. Go direct. You look at Fra Angelico, Giotto, Duccio, Michelangelo, their message is clear. When you encounter that, you know who you are encountering. It's Christ. It's not the interpretation. Look, I, I love contemporary art, but I think go forth with clarity, knowing that the face of God is there. Be not afraid to create beauty. I'm honestly like, just go for it and add it to the best of your abilities and don't be afraid to fail because you're going to fail miserably. Absolutely ah. balls up. It's going to be misery. Yeah, yeah. But for the fact being that, look, I look at my early work and I go, oh my Lord, what was I thinking? <laughs> Jesus, Son of the living God, have mercy upon me, the most big sinner. <laughs> but it's acknowledging that we will never be satisfied, but I think you need to create beauty. And actually pure beauty and its core and its essence that speaks to the soul, the viewer and the encounter, as opposed to interpretation of beauty. I think there's a place for that, but I think when we're talking liturgical spiritual artwork, it has to be clear. Has mm -hmm. to be clear. You need to know exactly what you're doing and start researching. Um, I listen to a lot of chant, I listen to a lot of Gregorian chant. Um, I listen to Byzantine, I listen to talks, but educate yourself. There's huge resources available. YouTube is the living word for learning. I mean, and once you draw into the deep, that thirst opens. And the thing is, God will use that inspiration. It's war. We are creating images of spiritual warfare. But we have to tell the story which has been silent. It's been silent too long. And it's our job to reawaken the sleeping church and for us to show that Christ you know <laughs> in the mass Christ is hidden from us you know I think Jacinda Saint Jacinda at not Jacinda I didn't Jacinda, no not Jacinda <laughs> I love Jacinda God bless Saint Jacinda no um, Saint Jacinda said you know the hidden Christ the little Christ in the Eucharist and our job is to show that little Christ to show how big he is you know how, the humility of Christ but then the power of Christ in the building speak the language of truth is explosions amen <laughs> i'm sitting here as an artist like oh forget about the fact i'm interviewing uh, damien for a podcast i'm like going yeah <laughs> claim it preach it brother <laughs> that's so good and as an idea uh, spontaneously dear listener i am going to leave a link not only to damien's work and his website but i will leave a link to saint john paul ii's letter to artists which is something people don't realize he's actually written and I think probably Damien knew consciously or unconsciously, he was quoting like three quarters of that, of that letter as he was just speaking there. So um, if you found any um, inspiration and truth in what Damien was just saying, definitely have a read of that artist and, uh, sorry, that letter and it might just change the world and save the world as beauty will. Dostoyevsky quoting. All right, um, thank you so much, Damien. It's been an absolute joy and pleasure to meet you in person, but also to have you as a guest on The Myth Pilgrim and we might have you on again at some point. Sounds fantastic and it's an honour to be in the presence of the Myth Pilgrim himself. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's a great joy to connect and especially to 
encounter another artist and this podcast I can just give a massive plug for it's incredible it is a piece of artwork and the, the work that goes behind it I can just promote it enough so huge shout out amen cheers thanks bro thanks listeners <laughs> until next time journey forth take care and god bless